Yo, 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 it's your boy Trader Realist from Real Ass Conversations. And it's been a minute, y'all. I definitely missed y'all and a whole lot been going on in these past four weeks. I'm going to try to sum it up as, as much as I can and make it fast. But this is a brand new episode. This is episode number 24. Episode number 24 and it's a blessing to be here, man. Like, I know things been rough. Especially for the state of Texas, but I must I must save that for the later part of this podcast. But yeah, a lot's been going on, man. But I woke up this morning feeling blessed and and I honestly highly favored. The sun is shining. I went to the auto shop thinking I would have to spend a lot of money because my engine light was on. But honestly, it was just for a gas cap, so I ain't paid no money. Got my oil changed for the low. And, you know, things on up and up. But always good when you feel like you're going to spend a lot of money. But you don't have to. So my mood is high right now. You know, it was good. And also, shout out to Mo Shop, man. Shout out to AP. He's a good dude, man. He ain't trying to, you know, swindle anybody. He just up straight. He did a lot of this stuff for my car for free. He helped uh, change my light bulb, showed me how to do that. Because my hands is a little bit too fat. I got, I'm a big dude, so my hands too fat to fit in, in, in between. All of the, you know, parts that kind of change the light bulbs from my headlights. But he did it for free. And I appreciate that, man. Yo, so, so shout out to Moe's. Let me see whether I can, like, find their address real quick. If you're ever in Texas. So you can stop by there. Because he definitely will take care of you. Give me one second. Because I really do want to shout out this dude. Yeah, so it's Moe's shop. And the address is 9809 Forest Lane, Dallas, Texas. 75243. So if you're ever in North Dallas and you need to go to a auto shop, definitely go to Moe's, man. He definitely good. But yeah, man, last time I dropped the episode, I believe it was January 16th, 14th. So it's really been like a whole month and I definitely miss you guys. Uh, as y'all know, I had to get surgery on my thyroid. It actually was called a thyroid lobectomy. I had to get my right thyroid removed because I had a fat mass on there called a thyroid nodule that, that I didn't know whether it was cancerous or not. So, you know, the first half of this podcast, I'm just going to let you know my whole experience. Just so y'all know, you know, they found out nothing was cancerous. Everything was good. I got to get blood work in the next week or two to make sure my left thyroid is doing what it got to do to make sure my body is working right. But honestly, I feel good, man. I ain't going to lie, though. I, I, I was down and out for a while. Like, I was I was out longer than I think I was going to be out for. Like, last night was the first night I actually slept in my bed. And, you know, it wasn't bad. Like, I ain't had the, the best of sleep, but I had some good sleep, though. Like, for the past month, I've been having to sleep upright just because, like, my neck has been in so much pain. But... It feels good to know that things are slowly getting back to normal, like my scarring is going away, the swelling is going down. But I just want to tell you about the whole experience of this whole thyroid lobectomy in case somebody out there ever has to go through it. And maybe this is kind of ease your mind a little bit, you know? So the first thing I want to say is just get like a respectable doctor. Like you got to make sure that your doctor knows what he's doing and that he's reputable, that he does plenty of these surgeries in the year so you can feel fully comfortable. I was scared because it's my first time going under. I never like been put to sleep before. So. I was real anxious, you know? I, didn't know, I didn't know what to expect, but it was a way more smoother process than I thought it was going to be, to be honest with you. And I also want to send a shout out to my homegirl, Kanisha, and my sister, Ashley. My sister, Ashley, she flew down and uh, she stayed with me to make sure that I was good for the first week. And I really do appreciate it. Like, 
she took the first plane out with her that had surgery and she didn't have to do that. And I really do appreciate that love. And my friend Kanisha, she took time off from work and she took me to the hospital. And it's real weird because like the, the waiting rooms are closed. So they tell people that you have to like wait in the, in the food courtyard for pe- people that are going on the surgery. So I feel bad for people who are having like, you know, kids that made the surgeries because like you really can't be around your loved ones and your loved ones really can't <laughs> be close to you. So this whole COVID thing really made things weird because they really like locked out like half of the hotel, not, not hotel, half of the hospital to like visiting guests. So you had to like literally be in the food courtyard just to wait for the person that's that's getting out of surgery. And I think that was crazy. And, you know, I just told her, I told my friend Kanisha to go home and the doctor will call her and, you know, to get her, when to get her and everything like that. So I'm just going to tell you the whole process of this whole surgery thing. First thing they tell you to do is to get butt ass naked. <laughs> and the funny thing is I had shorts under because I thought, you know, I, I did a little like Google. They say you can, you can wear your shorts to surgery. Nah, they say you got to get a bucket naked, a bucket naked. No, they say you got to take it all off. And I was just like, damn, like my cheeks finna be out and all of that. But they give you, like, your gown. They give you these uh, nice little socks. They got some traction to them. You know, I'm about to say Nike. You need to go to the hospitals to get, get, get their sock design game up a little bit. But the socks was cool, you know. And they pretty much tell you you can't really have anything. Like, they told me I had to take my glasses off and give it to, like, the person who is driving, this, that, and the third. So I pretty much gave everything away. I was pretty much blind for most of the morning because I had to be there at 5 in the morning because my surgery was at 7. And normally it's the surgery they said takes about two hours, you know. So I still have my cell phone and everything. Uh, they're taking my uh, blood pressure, giving me medicine that will help the healing process after I get out of surgery. Whoop de whoop, blah de blah, you know. They did all of that. So they finally take me up to where like the surgery room was at. And uh, they were just like, You still got your cell phone on you? And I was like, Yeah, they told me I, I had to get my cell phone up. And they were just like, Well, who told you you could keep your cell phone? I was like, Well, nobody told me I could keep it, but nobody told me I had to give it away either. Because honestly, I didn't want to be bored. So I had my cell phone on me. And they were just like, Nah, you can't go to surgery with your cell phone on. So they was like, You have to give it to us. And we could put it on your books, but they were just like, you know, there's no guarantee that we'll be here when you wake up. And I was like, what? And she was just like, yeah, there's a lot of people that work here and we can't guarantee that somebody won't steal it. So now I'm like, I definitely don't want to give it to y'all. What kind of hospital am I in? If somebody might steal my cell phone, like, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't like how you said that. She was just like, I'm not saying that would happen. It's just a possibility. And we just want to, you know, crawl. We just want to make sure we cover all our boundaries pretty much. So I was just like, well, if I have to give you it to you, I guess I got to give it to you. So I gave them, I pretty much gave them my uh, cell phone. And, you know, it was real weird. Cause they asked me like the same questions over and over again, like about my medical history, this, that, and the third. And mind you, they put like this, uh, needle in my IV in my wrist and I ain't gonna lie that shit hurt like <laughs> that shit hurt a lot and they were just like hey like you know like how do you feel I feel good but for some reason that day I had to use the bathroom really bad like so I had to keep asking them take me to the bathroom take me to the bathroom so they took me to the bathroom like two or three times and they was like you want anything before you go into surgery I said I want some water they was like you can't have no water and I was like all right cool that's perfectly fine. So during this whole thing, like I had the anesthesiologist come in and honestly, it's funny as hell. Like he just came in, he just, he, he went behind me and he was just like, all right, bro, I'm, I'll make you feel good. And I'm just like, huh? Like, I don't, I don't like, I don't like how that sounds. Like, what you mean going to make me feel good? And why you, why can't I see your eyes? Like, I don't like that. Like I felt kind of vulnerable in a way. But honestly, like he said, he'll make me feel good. That's going to be real smooth. And honestly, I thought I was going to go sleep like right then and there because a lot of people told me that they're going to tell you to count down this, that, and the third from 10 backwards. 
But honestly, I wasn't feeling anything. And like the, the nurse and doctor were still asking me questions. And, oh, yeah, this would got me kind of scared because they were like, all right, we're going to take your left thyroid out. And I was like, no, y'all tell me I'm going to take my right thyroid out. And they were like, for real? You, you you signed off on the left thyroid? I was like, no, but I'm, I'm 100% sure the doctor said the right thyroid. Like, I don't know what y'all talking about. Like, don't mess up the surgery. So they went to the doctor, and he was just like, yeah, it's the right one. They put the wrong thing down. So honestly, I could have been fucked, y'all. Like, <laughs> if I ain't stick up for myself and be like, no, I know for a fact it's my right thyroid, I could, like, really have been messed up and had to go to surgery twice. And that shit ain't cool. That shit ain't cool at all. So, like, he pretty much, like, drew on my neck where they would, like, take the thyroid out and where it would be at. They started, like, wheeling me down the hallway. And I'm just thinking, like, all right, like, like when I'm going like, to start feeling like the, like the anesthesia, like, when I'm going to go to sleep. When I tell you all I know, they opened the doors and I was rolling down. Everything went black. Like, <laughs> everything went black. I woke up. All I know, I, wake, I woke up and I have all these tubes in me. And I was pulling them off, pulling them off. And they're telling me, like, Mr. Mabel, lay down, lay down. Like, relax. You're good. You're good. And I'm just like, yo, what the shit is in my nose? Like, what's going on? And they're pretty much saying, like, all right, the surgery over. It went, everything went good, but you have to relax. Like, you know, you need this stuff in you right now. And I'm just like, okay, that's, that's fine. And I, mind you, I'm just, like, still, like, in the days. Like, I, I don't remember going to sleep. I don't remember nothing. I don't remember them telling me to count down. So, to me, it was just like, yo, if I was to die... That was, that's the way to go. Like, like not to be morbid and nothing like that, but yo, literally knocked out. Couldn't feel a thing. So whatever Romero, Miguel, I forgot what his name was, did, he did it the right thing. But honestly, it hit me like 10 minutes after he left though. So it really just knocked me out. It gave me like these uh, muscle, relax, muscle relaxers, pain pills, and like laxative pill as well. They say you'll be like constipated. So, uh, mind you, that day I had to piss the whole day. Like, for some, for some reason, it felt like my bladder was so full that whole day that I don't know what was going on. Like, I just had to use the bathroom, like, really bad. And, like, I didn't use a restroom for, like, four to five days. Honestly, my first TMI, my first bowel movement was, like, horrible. Like, I'm not even going to get into that. But it was just, like, yo, anesthesia really messed up your body and your whole digestive system. So it really threw me off. So they told me, you know, like, I'm going to have some swelling on my neck. And, like, if I have any infections, any more swelling or, or any, like, you know, severe pain where I can't take it, pretty much called 911. The first, I went to surgery Thursday the 18th. I probably ain't start feeling like myself until Tuesday of that next week. So for the first four or five days, I was just up and down. Like I, I pretty, I, w- I was out of it. I was pretty much like in a sleep like state the whole time. I remember my sister was trying to talk to me. I wasn't really talkative. I couldn't really talk. I'm just like, yo, why are you talking to me? You know, I can't talk right now. But like, I'm just happy that she was patient with me. You know, she did take time to like, you know, make sure I was good. I pretty much was on like on a liquid diet and I had ice, ice uh, sickles like the whole time. For like literally the first two weeks, I ain't had my first like a uh, meal until like uh, like a week until like a week and a half ago. Like it took me like two weeks to, to even have the courage to eat my first meal, cause I was just so scared. Cause I'm just like, man, like, will it swallow? Like, what kind of swallow? No, like, I'm not gonna say no homo. We too grown for that. Like, can I swallow? Like, will it hurt? Like, I don't know. I was just like real self, not self conscious. I was all in my head. You know, it was all real mental to me, and. uh I ain't gonna lie, like the first four or five days, I ain't feel no pain. And Tuesday, I was like, you know, I'm gonna stop taking these pills. And I wanna tell you, all the pain shot to the back of my neck. Like, the back of my neck was in so much pain, like, I couldn't even move. Like, it was, it hurt to turn my head. It hurt to, like, talk. 
it hurt to walk. Like, I literally was like, yo, like, what's going on? And the uvula or uvula, I don't know what that's what it's, what it's called. I don't know that, how to exactly pronounce it. But pretty much like that, that punching bag in the back of your throat was like swollen. And it was like sitting on my tongue. So I was just like, I kept like tasting it. I was like, yo, like, what's going on? Like, I hope all this like goes down. Like, I was just, like, freaking out for, like, the first week or two. But after a while, like, things started uh, to resolve. I started to get a little more confidence in myself. I had to follow up with my, uh, with my surgeon. He told me that they didn't find any sign of cancer. Everything was fine. And that pretty much my uh, my uh, incision like was healing pretty good. That's uh, some some uh, uh some scarring to it. They didn't uh, use stitches. They used, like, surgical glue. So, literally, like, the surgical glue was, like, on my neck for, like, three weeks like i think like like four, like five or six days ago was just started i just started peeling it off because i was like all right it just looked kind of like nasty but my scar healed up pretty good and i'm feeling better now and i'm feeling back to myself like i said today was like last night was the first night i actually got some rest and this is the 22nd of february so <laughs> it took me a whole month of some change to finally be able to lay in my own bed like i've been literally on my couch the whole time but you know i got through it uh, I still got to do some testing like every three or four months just to make sure that my left thyroid is working fine and that, you know, there are no signs of any cancer in that one either. So I got to really be self-conscious. And it's crazy. Like, just grow, get growing older. So much has happened to your body. Like, <laughs> your diet changed, your body changed. And it's just like, you really got to take care of your health, man. Like, you got to take care of your health and your mental at, at, at the most right now. Honestly, I wish I would have took care of it more when I was younger, man. But, like, when you're younger, you just feel like you just got so long to live. And then sometimes it's not always like that. Yeah, your boy's good. I hope my voice sounds straight to you guys. I feel like my voice finally got back to normal. And, you know, I'm about to start, you know, pumping out some more consistent episodes. Plan on making a new uh, a new podcast based on uh, wrestling and, and anime, like stuff I geek out on. And uh, that'll be coming out soon. So I hope, you know, the people who do like certain things like that will gravitate to it. And I know I, I, there's a big audience that likes anime and wrestling. So I know they're going to catch on. But, yeah, like going <laughs> going from that to like hell on earth in Texas. You know, they, they say everything's bigger in Texas. Texas is so great. But Texas couldn't take six inches. They say size don't matter. But six inches fuck Texas this past week. All right, so this past Sunday, I'm going to get the exact date because we got we to gotta get this down. So on the 14th of February, Valentine's Day, it was a snowstorm. It literally snowed like four inches on Sunday. It snowed probably two inches on Wednesday. And literally, Texas was shut down. Crazy. Like, no salt trucks. No plows. Like it's not on Sunday. They ain't start plowing and stuff until I think Wednesday. The was till Wednesday or that Thursday. And when I tell you, people was losing power. People was losing water. Like people who had homes, uh, uh, water pipes were bursting. Like people were really out here, like almost homeless, due to six inches. And I'm from New Jersey, so if you're from New Jersey or you're from New Jersey, yo, we get six inches on a regular. But I was getting tired because I, I kept putting on Facebook, like, yo, this is not even a lot of snow, and this shit just fucked up Texas. Like, there wasn't even any gasoline available because gasoline trucks couldn't get out here. So it was no gas, no water, and no shelter for, like, I'll say a huge amount of people that lived in Texas. And people in Texas like, yo, we're not used to this. Like, our infrastructure is not made for blah 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 and I'm like, yo, all this money that comes in and out of Texas, y'all couldn't prepare for a six-inch snowstorm? 
Y'all couldn't get like like I guess like heated stuff for the road. Y'all couldn't get shovels. Y'all couldn't get ice on the. Uh, y'all couldn't y'all couldn't get uh salt on the on the ice. Like get get the fuck out of here, man. Y'all got all this money for guns, all these all this money for these big ass trucks and all this other bullshit. But y'all can't pay a dude thirty dollars an hour to plow to plow the uh the snow or salt the or, or salt the snow. Make it make sense, yo. Like I ain't hearing that excuse, man. Like I get that y'all only get this every five years, but y'all should be prepared for this. I went to Walmart and I went to Kroger's. None of them had shovels. None of them had the icers because they all told me, "Oh, it don't snow out here in Texas like that." So if something really happens, we fucked. Like, like Texas so big and bad. You know how to kill Texas? Throw some snow at us. It's over. And I didn't know that Texas had its own power plant, so we ain't, we won't get power for any place else. So when the power shuts down, the power shuts down. And I seen I saw on the news that you know some homeowners might have. Uh, electricity bills up to seventeen thousand dollars. I don't know how that's possible, but suck a dick, like, like suck a dick. Like I, I will not pay that bill. I will go to war before I pay that bill. And it's just so crazy, man. Cause like the local government really failed us. Like this dude Tim Boyd, yo, he's the mayor of Colorado City. That's like f- four hours from Dallas. This man made a whole post, pretty much saying, "Nut up." <laughs> to everybody stop complaining and nut up like i'm about to read this facebook post he he put and mind you he resigned the day afterwards because he got so much backlash so this is the post verbatim let me hurt some feelings while i have a minute no one owes you or your family anything nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this sink or swim it's your choice the city and county, along with the power providers or any other service, owes you nothing. I'm sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout. If you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal without and think outside the box to survive and supply your family with water. If you are sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and are sitting there waiting for someone to come rescue you because you're lazy, it's a direct result of your raising. <laughs> Only the strong will survive and the weak will perish. Hold on, hold on. He said only the strong will survive and the weak will perish. So fuck you, you fuck the old folks, huh? I guess so. Folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. This is sadly a product of a socialist government where they feed people to believe that the few will work and others will become depending for handouts. Am I sorry that you have been dealing with without electricity and water? Yes. But I'll be damned if I'm going to provide for anyone that is capable of doing it for themselves. We have lost sight of those in need and those that take advantage of the system and mesh them into one group. Bottom line, quit crying and looking out for <laughs> He said, bottom line, quit crying and looking out for a handout. Get your, get off your ass and take care of your family. Bottom line, don't be a part of the problem, be a part of the solution. Mr. Boy, shut the fuck up, yo. <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy you not the the mayor of Dallas. You pretty yo, your rich ass can do what you your rich ass can afford anything. Probably have a reinforced house. Probably got a whole backyard full of lumber that you could burn fire and shit like that. So you have all the resources. Not everybody has all the resources, asshole. And you pretty going much going to say fuck all of us. We need a nut up, and we need to do what we can and stop asking for handouts. No, motherfucker, you need to set us up for success. We're paying you to do a damn job that you didn't do. But no, 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 no. 
We asked for handouts. God gave us tools, but, but well, everybody told me Texas don't have the infrastructure to survive climates like that. So what tools do we really have? Y'all don't even have shovels or de-icer. You got to go to Amazon to buy some salt. Come on now, dog. Like, it's, it's, just, it's just crazy, man. Like, that just show you how much these local, these local government officials actually care about us. You think if they think like that, what do you think the, the actual federal government think about us? Because I ain't seen no help from them either. But we all on the news. I had my family calling me saying, like, is everything okay? Are y'all good? Y'all all on the news. Like, shit's crazy. And I'm like, yo, shit is crazy, but only snow six inches. And it was like, damn, I thought it was like three, 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 uh, four feet. I'm just like, nah, six inches, dog. Like, six inches fucked us, yo. Like, six inches put in work. So, ladies, if you, if the dude got six inches, don't complain. He gonna fuck some shit up. Especially in Texas. <laughs> and don't get me started. Don't get me started on Senator Ted Cruz. His happy ass went to damn Cancun. He got caught trying to say, oh, he was being a good dad because his daughter was going through a long week and they wanted to go with their friends out to Cancun and spend a little time. So he wanted to be a good father. So you do this all when a, when a, a pandemic happens in your own state. And mind you, and mind you, I wouldn't even have cared if he was just like, yo, I left because there's nothing I could have did, man. Like, this shit was going to hit us regardless. Like, yeah, I went to uh, Cancun. I had, the, I had the ability to go out there. And, like, it is what it is. I would have respected that. You know what I'm saying? Cause at least he wasn't lying to us. But don't try to give us that good dad full house bullshit. Nah, nigga, you wanted to get away from all the BS. And then when it caught up to you, you said, oh, it was going to be a one-day trip. When there are text messages that say you was going to be going for a whole week. Like, I understand, yo, if you have it to get out, go ahead and do it. But I had a, a, a dude, uh, I think Michael Saintville, hit me up on Facebook. He was like, what did Ted Cruz do wrong? I'm like, well, what he did wrong was he left a state that pays him ass out. Instead of being out here, I wouldn't say he had to struggle with us, but instead of out being out here trying to make a game plan, this nigga planning, uh, planning balloon trips, going to Cancun. Drinking mimosas with his wife and his rich friends. Instead of caring about the hundreds of thousands of people who are out in the cold with no water and no homes because water water uh pipes burst, he drinking uh he drinking uh uh Long Island iced tea on a beach. Then he want to be on the nose with a damn Texas uh face mask on, saying like in hindsight I should have stayed behind. Yeah, motherfucker, you too grown. You look real comfortable over there. Come on now. Like, get out of here. Man, it's just crazy, man. Cause you got people that will still back these people saying, like, what like what was he supposed to do? I don't know. Make a plan. Pay some outside people to come in with some damn plow trucks. Like, come on. Like, I, I had friends that tell me, like, yo, Texas is so great. Texas is so good. We could be our own country. We don't need the rest of the United States. Well, obviously, y'all need something, because if it snows. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all going to die off. And it's crazy because, like, I had, I, I luck, luckily, I had power. Like, uh, like, did, like last uh, Thursday and Friday, I did, like, my water did get uh, turned off, but it came back on Saturday. Thankfully, uh, I'm still boiling my water because I, I know a lot of places are under, like, the whole boil water notice because, like, the water might be contaminated. But I'm doing it just to be safe. And, you know, luckily a lot of my friends were that it wasn't uh, affected like that. But, you know, a lot of people was. I work in hotels, man. And, like, literally it was so many people was coming to our hotel. We got full. 
And people were just begging us just to get a room to take a shower because they haven't took a shower in days. And the shit was sad because we had to turn them away because we didn't have rooms available. You know what I'm saying? So it just make you really like just feel for people and be empathetic. And for our local government not to even like really care. It is mind boggling to me. And people will still have their back in Texas like, yo, come on now. Like you got to see the bigger picture. Like it's just, it's just crazy, man. Like literally for for five days, Texas was a post-apocalyptic like, like hell zone. <laughs> And then the sun came out Friday and Saturday, and now everything's back to normal. Like, that's a shovel for uh, Texas is the sun. Like, it literally was like 50 degrees, and the sun melted everything. <laughs> so now things are back to normal. So, I mean, somewhat, a lot of people still don't have uh, their homes because the water pipes, like, destroyed their homes. So, yeah, my hearts and prayers go out to those people because that's serious, man. Like, I know a lot of people put their whole livelihoods into, like, their homes, and some of them can't can't afford going staying at hotels for day, days on out some people were telling me that they're uh that they're uh that the like the contractor telling them that they probably can't move back into their homes for another month or so like we're in a pandemic for covid people are losing their homes and now a snowstorm is even putting more costs on like the livelihoods of people and it's just crazy it's real sad man like and i really do feel for those people all we could do is pray Wish for the best and hope things turn around, you know, soon. Like, cause honestly, I, like, you look outside right now in Texas, everything is just all peachy now. Everything is back to normal. It's crazy. And, uh, yeah, I just want to end off on uh, on one, uh, on one, I guess, celebrity topic. So, Kim K and Kanye West are getting a divorce. And I'm tired of everybody saying, like, oh, Kim K did it as long as she could. She finally got out. Whoop de wop, whoop de wop. If I can recall, this is Kim Kardashian's third divorce, and this is Kanye West's first divorce. And people saying, but this was Kim Kardashian's first real marriage, though. So you just get married just to get married, huh? I'm like, I understand Kanye West got his issues. You know, he hasn't been the same since his mom died, but she knew that. And I don't think Kim Kardashian is as peachy clean as everybody could try to portray her. You know what I'm saying? I hate the fact that we always paint the black man as, you know, oh, he automatically the problem. Mind you, I feel like he does have some uh, some stake in this, but I feel like Kim K probably has something in there too, so I don't want to point fingers at nobody. I ain't saying it's Kim K. I ain't saying it's Kanye West. I think it's the both. And for people just to keep, you know, trying to not Kanye West while he's down, I ain't for that, man. I ain't for that. Like, I don't like that. And that's just something that's on my mind. Like, if y'all want to say, oh, they got divorced, it just ain't work out. Don't say, oh, Kim K did it as long as she could. I think Kanye West did it as long as he could. Can you imagine all that bullshit the Kardashians have over there? All those cameras, all the BS that goes on over there. They, they don't like each other. Talking about the sisters. The sisters. Like they, they they make up the breakup just for some damn, uh, just for some damn views. Like, it's crazy, man. Like... <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, it's your boy, Trader Realist. I am back. I'm happy to be back, man. Like, <laughs> it's been a, a long four weeks. It's been a real long week. Like, my heart does go out for Texas. I just want to thank all my family and friends that reached out to me and called me to make sure I was okay. I do appreciate that. Like, your boy was good. I wasn't hit that hard. So, we all a community, man. Like, for my friends from the Midwest, 
West Coast to the East Coast. Like, I love you guys. And, you know, I hope we all just keep on building. But I'm going to end this episode right now because I know it's kind of long winter for, you know, one person. But to say I love you guys, keep it real. It's your boy Trader Realist. Peace. <laughs>